Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. And Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana, featuring the card accepted by doctors in all 50 states. Information available at bcbsla.com or Twitter, hashtag TopDoctors. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, LLC. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. We've talked in this show about Hollywood South and the enormous impact state tax credits have had in encouraging companies with giant trucks to park them all over our city. Uh, but did you know that the folks disrupting traffic and robbing us of our parking spaces aren't even all the filmmakers in town? There's even more film being shot behind closed doors in what are ironically for a visual medium called sound stages. A sound stage is basically a very big, empty space equipped for building film sets that can replicate anything from a basement to a spaceship. Uh, my guest and out to lunch today is Susan Brennan, president and CEO of Second Line Stages, a collection of three state-of-the-art sound stages in New Orleans' Lower Garden District. Uh, Susan, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. My other guest uh, today is equally guilty of attracting the film business to New Orleans. Uh, Lenny Asphalt is the president and CEO of FBT Investments, the only Louisiana tax incentive program associated with a bank whose affiliate, FBT Film and Entertainment, does everything from financing films to managing their payroll. Uh, Lenny, welcome out to lunch. Thank you, Peter. Lenny, there's no secret as to why all this Hollywood business has come south. The state of Louisiana picks up the tab for um, about 35% of a film's budget. If somebody would pay 35% of my expenses, I'd be pretty tempted to move there too. Uh, since we enacted these incentives, though, another 40 states have reportedly jumped on the bandwagon and done the same thing. And yet, yet Louisiana remains the most popular place to shoot a movie outside of Los Angeles. Uh, presumably, we're doing something right other than, than that that the other states aren't really doing. Is there something else going on, or are we, are we just giving away more money than other states? Well, I think part of it's the natural charm of Louisiana and New Orleans. And... Um, when the devastation of Katrina hit, what had been mostly focused here in New Orleans became a Shreveport opportunity as well. And Disney took a movie called Guardian up there. Then they were originally beginning to uh, pre-produce the movie um, um, Deja Vu. Okay. That became the first movie that came back of a serious studio after Katrina. But that also gave Baton Rouge an opportunity to do that. Susan's um, uh, studio changed the landscape dramatically in the state quite frankly, and it is one of the real strong bellwethers to bring people back to New Orleans. But it gave claim to the movie industry to be a statewide industry with almost any kind of background or, or natural environment need for locations that are just unique to our state. And I think that in the, in the hospitality that's shown, the great uh, right-to-work relationship, a very strong union center, uh, with IATSE, that's increased its, its uh, ranks by seven times what it was when we started. Uh, bodes well for this, this industry to continue to be a competitive edge to the state of Louisiana, in my opinion. 
Wow, and you're, you're being the only one affiliated with a bank, I mean, that gives you a real edge in here, I would imagine. Well, it's how we kind of backed into it, to be honest with you, Peter. We, um, we were approached at that time by the film commissioner to help represent them, the state, to help land the movie Ray. And so we met with Stuart Benjamin and the principals of Ray. Um, they used our bank to help them with their, their, their typical bank relationships. Uh, we helped them with certain assignments, and then because at that time the credits weren't transferable, it created a real problem for the state in terms of monetizing and developing a, a, a transparent currency, the credits. Uh, and because of that, we worked with the legislators and we got it to be a transferable credit, which kind of put us on the front of the Me Too mindset of California. Disney came second with a movie called Mr. 3000, and that led to Deja Vu and Glory Road, and, and it's been, never, been heaven ever since then. Now, Susan, what's, what's next? Uh, uh, around town, I keep hearing that uh, post-production is going to become something we're going to do. Is that, is that no, in the cards? The post companies, we have a tremendous uh, amount of post companies, and they're doing, in the very beginning, they took all the posts back to California, but now the, the companies are, are really doing well here. I've got um, two post companies. I've got um, Cineworks and... Um, Sergio Lopez has uh, Storyville, and um, they're doing a, a lot of the work. I've also got a sound guy in my building, um, Apex, John Vogel with Apex Post, and he's doing a lot of the sound editing, which also used to go back to California. So Post is, is becoming big here, and um, it, they're not leaving and going back to California like they used to. And so. what's the, you know, people talk about the ripple effect of all the, what is some of the insulin? ancillary uh, businesses that have started that people might not think about? Um, costume companies have been yeah. very big. Uh, legal, Adams Reese set up a division that's oh, yeah. become very very competitive, and that's also a qualifying issue. Uh, payroll and accounting companies are here now, outside auditors. Uh, it, it gets to the individual lumber companies and the, and, the, um, and the support staff with electrical grips and lighting. All of those have expanded geometrically since the film industry came here, uh, the number I hear all the time is at least 17,000 people are employed full and sometimes part-time in servicing this industry. And yet, Susan, you had to fight to get, uh, make sure those tax credits weren't knocked Absolutely. around over the summer. Yeah, yeah it's right. just, it seems it's like silly. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. Um, no, there's I, even a little paint company that's uh, based on the West Bank and um, you know, they the shows when they're building, they they use a tremendous amount of paint, and you know they go places like uh, Benjamin Moore, Sherman Williams, whatever the big paint companies. But there's a guy on the West Bank who mixes his own paints. They're loving the fact that they can get custom paints made here. You know, and this guy's business is taken off. You know, oh, so yeah. either of you starstruck when you run into people in this business, or is, or this is a business? Is that? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you, other than my sister-in-law, Patricia Clarkson, I can't name another actor. It, 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 it blows right by me. I don't go to the sets. Uh, my son's in the business. He, he tends to service the above the line. I just worked on 22 Jump Street with Judah Hill. and they were on with Kevin Costa all great. the time. And he, he's really into it. Uh, but I'm a, a real idiot when it comes to who they are. Well, that's good. That doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> You're sticking to the business. Now, what about you, Susan? You... I, I, I see them. I, um, I have actually even been out to lunch or dinner and seen them out. Even people who are filming, you know, at the studio, I see them. Um, I tend to just 
let them be because... Um, that's sort of what they like about this town, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they do. They do. They like that they can walk in a, in, in a restaurant and not be harassed. Uh, they, they really do appreciate that. Let me ask you both. If, if five years from now, what's the film industry going to look like here? You want me to take a stab at that, Susan? Go ahead. Um, if, if the um, political system doesn't mess up what isn't broken... Uh, and if they leave it to the natural uh, growth that's now germane to this industry, I don't think there'll be any other state, maybe Atlanta to a small degree, that has the full service and full impact and des desirability of this state. I, I give as an example, um, you know, the Fantastic Four is coming here. It could go anywhere it wants in the world. It's a $140 million movie. And it'll bifurcate its location between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Um, the uh, the uh, recent announcement of uh, Jurassic Park. I mean, you know, you wonder how does the Pirates of the Caribbean shoot here, but it is. How does Jurassic Park come here, but it is. And then the Terminator. I mean, if you haven't had enough of Arnold, Terminator <laughs> Four is coming here, and Terminator Five, Five and Six, Five and Six. And those are all hundred and eighty million dollar budget movies, right in a row. And that sets up an environment that makes others see the benefit and value of being here. And I think that really helps to create a contagious me too kind of mindset that we can shoot anything here. I mean, if we can, if we can do a Jurassic Park here and, and we can do a Terminator here and, and we've done Battle Los Angeles and Baton Rouge, which is supposed to be downtown LA, <laughs> other than a mountain, we can capture it here. And I think that's, that speaks volumes for where we're going in this industry. It's, it's, tell me, like, when you started, uh, the, is it the kind of movies have changed? Are bigger movies coming to town? And no, because when, we, when I started, this, the second movie I did was Green Lantern, and That's that was right. a $150 million yeah. movie. So um, I, I think we get an interesting mix. I've done anything from a, a $5 million movie, or I, actually we did a $2 million movie in, you know, that used part of a soundstage, up to $150 million. And it's, it's really great because... Um, we, we did movies like Django Unchained that was, you know, in the 70 or 80 million dollars and right behind that came The Butler, which I think the, the budget for that was 35 to 40 million. Now it's time we do the checklist and this is the part of the show where we ask you, take a little break and ask you a question you probably wouldn't find a, on a loan application. Um, I'm going to, I'll, I'll start with you. What's your greatest extravagance? Do you have, do you have like a fleet of Maser Maseratis or... No, I don't have those, um, but but I am a, a major sports fan. So and I and I have. A, you grew up in New England. It's kind of like it's in your blood. My passion is hockey, so I always take in a Stanley Cup. Uh, I had the blessing of uh, a coach who I played for, who's the president general manager of the New Jersey Devils. So if I if they're not in the Stanley Cup Finals, a call to him gets me to whatever location it is. I I made the mistake of of, uh, of agreeing to join a Canadian friend at an event last year in Calgary, Ontario, called uh, um, the, Haunt, the, um, the uh, Horton's Outdoor Winter Classic. Oh, the Tim Horton, the coffee shop? Tim okay. Horton, the coffee, <laughs> coffee shop. Uh, Ex-Maple uh, Leaf player. And it was negative 30 degrees. Wow. You, didn't, you couldn't drink the beer you bought <laughs> because it would stick to your lips before you got the first sip. So I, so I think they're, they're going to have an outdoor classic in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium in, in, in January. That's got to be the ninth wonder of the world to put ice in Dodger Stadium and have the, uh, 
have the uh, uh, the Ducks are going to play the Kings outdoors in a baseball field in Los Angeles. I'll be at that. Yeah, Those that kind of extreme. Sign online. up for that one. Skip the yeah. skip the Canadian one. That I, doesn't work with me. Wow, that's <laughs> and Susan, if you you've been here a long time, uh, you know you've seen a lot of momentum in the business community. But what what would you change about New Orleans if you could? The crime. I, I'm, I, you know, my business is in the Lower Garden District. It's kind of been a nifty uh, neighborhood, but we have, knock on wood had very little crime there, but it, it's happening around us and it's happening, you know, um, like uh, I've had a couple of people in the film in the film business say, you know, is it safe over there yeah. or stuff like that and, you know. Now it's time to check our inbox. Now this is where our producer picks a question that's come in from a listener over the past week and Grant, I know you've told me that we actually got an avalanche of, of questions, so what are we gonna go with? It's very interesting what happened this week, Peter. We had it. As you said, an avalanche of people writing to us, and we seem to have tapped into some sort of a, a vein of resentment, I would say, it would be fair to say, of locals versus people coming here to work in the film business. We got a lot of uh, questions that the probably best put, and this one is, came from someone who calls himself anonymous, actually, and he or she writes, with the influx of people from other states moving here to work in the film industry and acquiring residency, what can people who are already residents do to compete? Written by someone who has a degree in film production, plenty of experience, but can't seem to get enough work to get into the union. Well, we take that one. You want to, you want to give that a shot? <laughs> well, I have to say, um, uh, I represent IATSE, and I've worked with them since we got into this field, and I think they're one of the most open formats to actually uh, help to develop a career in it. The numbers certainly uh, support that. When they had 320 when we started, they have over... 1600 today and the salaries have kept pace with that they're making an average of 80,000 in the industry the big budget movies tend to have an exaggerated number of locals on the lower below line kind of positions but it's all about getting your foot in the door what typically happens and I know this from my from my standpoint of my son and other of his friends who are in it now is if you work hard and you're loyal to the promotion and, the, and you and you associate with the right people inside of the film they tend to move on to the next film and they take you with them. So you don't want to get discouraged and think that there's some way they're going to come calling you. You've got to put the gloves on, go to work, have a good attitude, show up early, pay attention to what they're telling you, and be detail-oriented. If you do that, you're going to be attached to continual movies, your resume is going to look great, and eventually you'll find plenty of job opportunities at the higher level of income. Can't you go into the union in the IATSE sure. and and say I want to start? And, and they may have to have you start interning for free for the first um, you know few productions. You can shadow somebody. You can get credit that way and then get into the union. So um, I, I, yeah, Mike, Michael, Mike, Mike McHugh, McHugh is the uh, is the business manager, and they're located right near Delgado in City Park. Oh, okay. The, I have to tell you, um, you asked earlier what are one of the real strengths of the state of Louisiana. It's, it's clearly IATSE. They're pro-business, very flexible, open-minded, uh, all-encumbering, embracing union. They're, they're not trying to limit the membership. There's great opportunities in Baton Rouge. There's fabulous opportunities in, now in Mississippi and a little bit in Alabama. So if you really want to be in this business and you, and you, and you determine it's a, it's a career that calls for very focused, very determined, um, very uh, uh, aggressive kind of personalities, 
and that works out well in this field. And now it's time to pay it forward, where we ask our guests to generously use their experience and expertise to help an entrepreneur with a new business. Uh, there's a side of the film business that I've actually never heard addressed, and that's animals. Not trained bears or chimps, but the pets that filmmakers leave at home when they're off making a movie, typically for 12 hours a day or longer. Um, the the new, new New Orleans company uh, we're talking about today is set to help out those pets and pet owners. Canine Second Line is a dog walking and pet sitting company. They have a team of professional pet care providers who, besides looking after your pet while you can't, write detailed notes on your pet's daily activities and even send you regular text messages and email updates. Uh, Brendan Menard is the founder of Canine Second Line, and he sent me an email not about my dog, Lucky, but about his business. And Brendan says, we currently provide services for the film industry, and we're interested in expanding our services to the realm of professional athletes in New Orleans. What would be the best approach to enter this particular market? Do you suggest other markets that could benefit from our services? Uh, Susan, Lenny, what guidance would you give Brendan about the direction for Canine Second Line? And... Uh, we might as well clear this up right away, Susan. It's not a division of yours company. No, it's not a okay. division of Second Line Stages. You would know if you had a pet division. But I do think the film industry, it, it's very needed in the film industry. If you have a pet, you're gone, uh, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. And um, I, I think actors come with, with but uh, normally an actor has a, the dog in the trailer, but, you know, they they have uh, whether it's provided by the movie or whatever they have somebody walking that dog um, and um, as far as I, I think it would be a great idea to expand to the um, professional athletes as well um, you have similar kind of really long days and travel and right right yeah, right yeah. you know it's I, at first when we heard this I thought that was it was very strange but you know these, these folks when they come to New Orleans they're they're here for months at a time right I mean, yeah uh, directors I mean it, the the UPMs might come in and um, they they come in before they even start building the sets. You know they're here in offices, so um, they might be in, in. You know for a typical movie, they're definitely here like eight months, and so they come with pets and you know that need to be walked. <laughs> yeah, interesting. A year ago, uh, we were doing a movie with Daryl Hannah uh, called Hot Flashes, a little independent movie, and uh, it was above. Uh, you know, middle-aged women going to do a bas basketball challenge to save a, um, a, a breast cancer um, testing, um, portable testing center. She had three dogs with her. She was here for five, five weeks. And, and the dogs became such a distraction based on her love for them that when she was finished shooting, she didn't do anything but go home and sit in the uh, hotel to try to care for one of the dogs that was quite old. Uh, so this is a wonderful program that certainly would benefit most above-line actors who almost exclusively always take the dogs with them. Um, I would correct the website for people to go, and I would certainly, this particular business can register with the state as a, as a potential user of this particular um, streamline of information. It's louisianaentertainment.gov, or, or they could call uh, the Economic Development's office uh, 225 342 5403 and you can list and post unique talents or qualifications or interests or businesses on the state's website 
and it, they do get hit quite often. And I think that would be a unique place for them to get a lot of product placement. Wow, I, w- I would like to be that guy that writes emails to the pet owner during the day. And this yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's under the pool table now. We have some, on our website as well, we have some um, extra um, companies. So I mean, we could put them on our website as well. Well, that's been very helpful to these folks. Thank you very much. They, to Susan Brennan, uh, Lenny Asfeld, I've been waiting till the end of the show to pitch you on my idea for a $100 million movie called Out to Lunch in Space. It's, um, I mean, it's just a concept, but Lenny, if you could get me $30 million from the state, and Susan, if we could build Commander's Palace in orbit in a studio, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we could get Brad Pitt to play me. So it's been great having you here today. Uh, thank you both for uh, joining me on Out to Lunch. It's been great fun, Peter. Thank, Thank you. Great, great guests. People, us. oh, it's so great to have you. This is an industry everybody's talking about. Uh, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Susan Brennan, President and CEO of Second Line Stages, Lenny Asfeld, President and CEO of FBT Investments. To find out more about Susan's stages or Lenny's world of film finances, follow the links on our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. The technical producer is Eric Merle. The incomparable Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get this show as a podcast and you can listen to past shows and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites at snowworlands.com and www.no.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris studio monitors, and more. More information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is online at PreSonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. I look forward to meeting you again next week for Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be well, be safe. Be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker and Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank and Resource Management, LLC.